أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاءك المنافقون قالوا نشهد إنك لرسول الله والله يشهد إنك لرسوله والله يشهد إن المنافقين لكاذبون اتخذوا أيمانهم جنة فصدوا عن سبيل الله إنهم ساء ما كانوا يعملون ذلك بأنهم آنوا كفروا ثم كفروا فتبع على قلوبهم فهم لا يفقون وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ تُعْجِبُكَ أَجْسَامُهُمْ وَإِنْ يَقُولُوا تَسْمَعْ لِقَوْلِهِمْ كَأَنَّهُمْ خُشُبٌ مُسَنَّدَةٌ يَحْسَبُونَ كُلَّ صَيْحَةٍ عَلَيْهِمْ هُمُ الْعَدُوهُ فَحَذَرْهُمْ قَاتَلَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَنَّا يُفَّقُونَ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يقل له كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <clears throat> A few times this week I've uh, sort of caught sight of my old hand, my own hands. And um, um, the sort of a faint sense of shock and disbelief because I realized that, that the, the, what I'm looking at here are an old man's hands and um, I suppose to be fair I mean I uh, this is the high felt and I do have a fair skin so I've probably aged a little bit prematurely but still <coughs> Um, I'm filled with a sense of bemusement and uh, uh, confusion almost because my my fundamental sort of experience is that it's gone damn fast. I mean, I would have sat in exactly this spot in this very same majlis looking at these hands it felt like not very long ago and they were a young man's hands. <coughs> See, Musa gave me a, 
um, uh, linked to a, a documentary on greed that I watched in the week. And the contention was that greed is um, it is basically a clumsy way of dealing with a problem. Our subliminal uh, recognition of our mortality. We're unlike other creatures, as far as we know. And so far, uh, because we know we're self-conscious. So not only are we conscious of things, but we're conscious that we're conscious of things. <coughs> and that, that consciousness of being conscious of things produces a problem. Because it makes us intensely aware of the fact that the one who is looking at some point won't be there. He was there in the past, he's here now, and um, he may or may not be there even an hour from now. And so we deal with the, this, this, this subliminal disquiet of our, our, our impending disappearance by trying to um, uh, secure ourselves with things that we think will make us permanent. So one person seeks to do it in their offspring. I survive genetically by letting myself. Another person does it by uh, wealth or influence or power or significance. You know, I want my name to be remembered. I want to leave a legacy. It sounds so very magnanimous. But these are all ways of trying to fundamentally cheat the grim reaper, of somehow trying to circumvent the problem of the fact that you are not, at some point, you're, you, the looker, is not, you're not going to be there. And it's going to be very quick. This is the thing that's most bemusing about this. It's not, it goes fast, very fast. It's one of the last things my father ever said to me. He said, my life has gone like this. It's like the years go by like poles on a road. It's very fast. In this very, in the same documentary, it was um, uh, a Zimbabwean speaking about wealth. Very offensive man. Um, he was saying, well, if you had a billion, he, worked it, he had worked it out, how many hundreds of years you'd have to live for if you were a billionaire, if you had a billion dollars and you'd spent $10,000 a day, you'd need to live for X number of hundreds of years to be able to spend that. I mean, it's like... <coughs> Just, you know, millions on millions, the argument we've had before. <laughs> How many hamburgers are enough? <laughs> you know, where is this going to end? <laughs> so How many chairs can your bum sit on? How many shoes do you need? The same person who made this comment, he had literally had like two wardrobes full of shoes. It is the most insane. He had shoes that he'd never worn. It's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe 
Maybe an alternative strategy isn't to try and run away from this thing, but to face it. Not in a depressed and depressing spirit of, of um, sort of almost like a suicidal intent at all, but just if you've befriended your death, if you've befriended the possibility, in fact, not the possibility, the inevitability of catastrophic, absolute catastrophic loss, then nothing else can faze you, surely. If you know you've already lost it all, then everything else is a bonus. Then anything else is only something to be grateful for. One can say this as strongly as to say that a person who is not familiar and acquainted with their death cannot know gratitude. If you realize that every second that you're alive is a moment on borrowed time, then that second is precious. And that second is something that you're grateful for. But we don't assume that, you see. We assume this perpetuity, which means I can be flippant with the moment. It's not precious, because I've got gazillion of them. You don't. You don't. So on this path, <coughs> not in a morbid spirit of self-pity, but in a morbid and a spirit of of joyful uh, abandon, we celebrate our death. And we reflect on our death, and we befriend our death. We make the, our death our principal advisor. We don't banish it to the never-never um, uh, by trying to cover ourselves with all sorts of things to uh, create a rind between us and the Grim Reaper. Because there's no amount, of, you know, we know that you. Doesn't matter how high the tower is, he'll find you there. Doesn't matter how thick the walls are, he'll, he'll breach them. I think it was Leo Biscaglia who said, Nobody gets out of this life alive. <laughs> this, this, this undignified horror of death, you. You see in so many so many attributes of it, you know, the kind of, and it creates really bizarre things. I, I mean, I I think that this global, increasingly, I'm beginning to convince that the global response to this COVID uh, uh, virus thing is a complete overreaction. Because some people may die. Okay. So. Some people will die in any case. In fact, with, I mean, the most bizarre outcome in this country is that because some people may die, we've locked down the country. So now fewer people are dying because we're not actually killing each other. There's been a complete decline in interpersonal violence. And as a result, I mean, we're not, we're not in chabines and pubs sticking knives into each other, so we're not killing each other. 
so so it's it's um it's like a really bizarre consequence so so about twenty two thousand South Africans that die in violent crime every year Do, did we lock the country down for that so vice you can't see you put everybody behind closed doors, but people you can see you you let them walk around on the street when, uh, on i mean this how logical is this and it's all because. But some people may die. <gasps> some people may die, you know. Well, yes, some people may die. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe, if you, maybe, maybe one of the things that's gone wrong in the modern world is that we've sanitized death. We've, sat, we've moved it out of our experience. Increasingly, you find this thing of people no longer bury their own dead. They consign the dead to the, the functionaries of death, the... Uh, undertakers and it just it's uh, it becomes a completely clinical thing it's uh, you know the person's alive one moment the next moment they're not dead they're gone they've been swallowed by a box <coughs> people even find it macabre and um, a little bit peculiar to want to see your own dead I had that experience when I buried my mother my own kid. I wanted the coffin open. They said, what, why? What's the matter with you? I said, I want to see my mother. No. This is like you creepy man. So, so, so what's really strange is this person that I've just referred to, I have exactly her hands, the same sort of not very attractive bony hands. And they look exactly like her lands look just before she died. Exactly like that. Amazing. And so it's this. It's so. There's this paradox to being alive that has such gravity to it, such significance, such weightiness, and yet it's as ephemeral as as desert sand sleeping, spilling through your fingers, yet you can't, yeah, it's, um, if you took your death as your advisor, you would never again be discourteous with another human being. You would never allow yourself even a moment of um, forgetfulness, rafla. You would, all of these things are, uh, all of your misbehavior is an attribute to the fact that you somehow deluded yourself to convincing yourself that this moment is, is, is not transient. This thing, that, this thing that you have, this window on existence, that it is somehow permanent, it is, cannot be compromised. Well, you're wrong. It can be compromised and it will be compromised. It will be breached. And you don't know when. It could be tonight. This is not morbid. This is liberation. You befriend that truth, nobody can get a blind side on you. And while you don't have a handle on that truth, you're, everything's plaything. 
And I'll grant us newness to him. Amen. May grant us annihilation in him. May grant us death before we die. In Allah, holy, Katuri, Sulu, Alin, Nabi, Ya, Yuadadina, Amunu, Sulu, Alay, Rasulim, Tasnima, Allah, Masuni, Allah, Sidina, Mohammedin, Abdika, Rasuli, Kanabi, and Murada. Ali was Sahbi, was Sulu, Tasnima, Subhan, Rabdika, Rabrizati, and Masifun, was Salam, and Allah, Musadin, or Hamdan. Thank <laughs> you.